0: Welcome to the Mucked Up My Self-Care Podcast.
1: I'm Jill from New York.
0: And I'm Linda from Tasmania.
1: We are two moms from opposite sides of the world who are living, demonstrating, and helping moms across the world fill their self-care asset bank.
0: Ready to dive in. Messy, interrupted, imperfect, and most of all, mucked up. Let's get going. Good morning, good evening, good, evening, good morning, all the in-betweens, <laughs> <laughs> you're just starting my Monday, I'm ending mine, <laughs> it's so strange, I know, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's start as we always do, highs, lows, let's do it, <clears throat>
1: Let's see, Makai, Maklo, coming off of a good weekend, I think. It was a little bit of a, a lazy one because we had some rain, but then we got to have a big fun day yesterday on Sunday to celebrate a friend's birthday, and I think that was our high for the weekend, it was this this fun birthday party that we got to go to. Pirate themed, they had a whole treasure hunt, it was adorable, and lots and lots of fun. <clears throat> but a long day, which is the low, I think, because once again, whenever we have plans, we tend to wake up at two 30 in the morning and then uh, take like a two hour nap before we have to go anyway. <laughs> and then no nap the rest of the day. So it was a long day yesterday with this party. And then uh, no nap and then a crash when we got home and ah, then makes bedtime even later yeah it
0: sounds like you're transitioning into the no nap zone
1: <laughs> luckily school still does naps for his class and that will yep. continue if I only have to do weekends with no naps I will take it because then he's still got five days with of naps <laughs> <laughs>
0: One thing that somebody said to me sort of too late or not too late with the little two littles that I've got now but something that someone mentioned was when you drop the nap, still try to have quiet time or that sort of thing in the middle of the day because especially Mm. I don't want to be too gender (laughs) stereotypical but boys can go, 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 go. And then that crash is huge, or they crash just a little bit too early, or they just, yeah, or they forget to eat, or all sorts of things happen. And so, making sure you're still having that quiet diet time, whether with with some books or just laying and looking at clouds or something yeah. really That's good. relaxing.
1: That's good tips. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a very yeah.
0: good tip <laughs> yeah preferably not in front of the tv because that's yeah. a different sort yeah. of routine and we find that sometimes with queen if he sits down to watch something especially around the 2 p.m mark he will easily fall asleep as well mm. so a book is a little bit more engaging but still quiet enough to keep him going so we are in no nap zone if he has a nap these days even if it's at at 10 a.m., he will then be up till nine or 10 at night. Wow. <clears throat> so we are already there. <laughs> and yeah. in some ways, we've pushed it because it, 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 I, I have pushed it in a way because I know that he will get really angry, angry, angry uh, after he has had a nap. And then also angry, angry, angry because he hasn't had enough sleep that night. Mm-hmm. And so it is. He does actually get more sleep by not having a sleep, so yeah. he can go go down at seven like he did tonight, compared to ten p.m. and a half hour nap in the day. So there's a two and a half hour thing there.
1: Yeah, like, sometimes it the sleep up. windows are mm-hmm. very specific to the child instead of the typical yeah. routine. Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> and it, it works for our family to have the little ones asleep earlier than the the big ones as well. So if he's adding his energy into the nighttime routine, it becomes very chaotic very quickly. (laughs) So it's actually more beneficial for us as a family to have him not nap than nap because a late night for our family with three children or four sometimes, it just becomes this crazy, crazy we get no time for ourselves oh. and, yeah, it doesn't work too well. <laughs> anyway, yes. Sorry, Jim.
1: <laughs> oh, all yep. good. Well, tell us a little bit about your highs and lows for this mucked-up self-care episode
0: today. Mm. So I think the high would have to be I redid the chore chart, The main, like the two main jobs that the older kids have for their day. I redid that a few weeks ago and it seems to be going well so far and they have some jobs on there which are going to push their comfort zone a little bit, like feeding the dog and picking up dog poo and (laughs) lots of other, like walking the dog and things like that. So it's pushing them a little bit more. Um, They're cooking dinner twice a week now or helping cook dinner twice a week and things like that, but then they also don't have to chop wood as we come into our summer. So there's the change has actually been working fairly well. In school holidays, the dishwasher gets unpacked earlier, so it's really helpful for my own routine (laughs) and structure. (laughs) Um, The low is there's a great big gaping hole in the wall. Quinn pushed Alex and... I don't know if it's a bum print or a foot or something, but it's a big hole in the wall. <laughs> they were <laughs> jumping on the bed. Oh, my gosh.
1: Like how does that little tiny boy have so much power behind
0: him to push? <laughs> oh, so much. They were both, I didn't see it happen. It could have been a mutual effort. Mm-hmm. Alex was pretty angry about the hole in the wall. But I, um, the adults in the house actually handled it relatively calmly, were actually quite self-responsible at the time. Amazingly, the last hole in the weird. wall was not the case. The last hole in the wall, we all got very angry. All got very angry. <laughs> and anger is such a funny emotion as well because I think, so often we are told not to get angry anger doesn't lead to many good results especially from parents anger from kids usually means the parents are getting angry as well Mm -hmm. and we we really shouldn't (laughs) I say shouldn't but you know anger can trigger a lot of emotion for a lot of people instead of oh yeah it being something that needs to actually come out, especially in a physical way, we slam doors, we rage vacuum, we might go and run outside or something. Like anger does happen. It can't be avoided. And I think I see different personalities coming through in my kids as well where one will trap the anger quite a lot and suppress it and not release it and that actually causes more tension and upset and this people-pleasy, people-pleasing, which is also quite unhealthy
1: compared mm-hmm. to another one
0: who, who has a bit of a yell and a scream and goes outside and has a jump around and then he's good. He's like, it's gone, okay. it's done. <laughs> so, But at the same time, when he gets upset or yells or gets really angry, the immediate reaction at times from adults is be like, well, calm down. And like, we're actually matching his anger with anger. What's your experience with anger and that sort
1: of thing? Uh, I see it a lot in my husband when he gets frustrated, when Declan puts up a fit and you can see now the matching of the two and it's, I know I do it, but it's it's more eye-opening when you see the other parent reacting that way, and then you become more conscious about it for yourself. And I've tried to do what they with the gentle parenting thing is, I guess is what you could call it, with letting them get the emotion out. And I, I just fine, you know what? You need to sit here and cry it out. You need to stomp around and throw whatever it is you need to throw do it over here. So you're not breaking my things. You're safe or I'm safe. And you're not hitting me. Get it out. You let me know when you're done. I'm, I'm here. And I've seen a huge shift in the, how quickly it ends. Whereas my, I don't teach my husband how to do that because I want him to figure that out on his own, because that's what I've done. So, and I don't need him resenting me for telling him how to parent, but, I can see then how much longer it takes for him to come down because he's not getting his way or he's upset with what my husband is saying. And it's a different, totally different based off the parenting too and who's in charge of those emotions with him and helping him process that. So. Mm -hmm. But how
0: have you found it difficult not to step in? Sometimes in those situations, because <laughs> because for me, especially I think, I had a a mum who still does, and very much in my childhood kept the peace a lot of the time. She was the peacemaker. She liked there to be minimal tension. If we did get uh, in a conflict, it would be diffused quite quickly so we probably couldn't let out enough anger or frustration or a lot of different emotions just era time she was def- just definitely doing the best that she knew how and so because she was such a peacemaker sometimes the peacemaker that i have been demonstrated or i've seen i want to step in and mm-hmm. take and make peace if yeah if the boys are getting angry at each other or if they're in a, in a disagreement and actually sometimes by stepping in and then I try to make peace, I can't make peace, and then I end up escalating really quickly, whereas it wasn't bothering me too much back there. But as soon as I think that I need to make peace and then I can't make peace, that then agitates me further. And it's hard to say out loud, I'm not proud of these behaviours at all. It's definitely a big work in progress for me. So I step in, try to make peace. I can't make peace. And so I get angry and I feel like my boundaries have been completely obliviated. (laughs) Nobody's listening to me. And again, another trigger for me. And so all of a sudden the dynamics multiplied because, I've tried to make peace, I can't, and then the boys are still trying to resolve their conflict, <laughs> and I've come and stepped in and added a whole new dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I know that I definitely have done that in the past with parenting too and with with Ben's parenting and being like, well, just – why does it even bother you? It doesn't bother me. Why does it have to bother you? And so I would then come in and react and try to just diffuse in the way that I thought was diffusing and it wasn't actually diffusing. Mm-hmm. And what's that actually teaching the kids? They're just seeing the reaction from me. Mm-hmm. And whether and if I hadn't have reacted at the time, they probably would have been okay. <laughs>
1: it's so it
0: a- such a loop.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's it's hard when parenting with someone else that you don't step in to do it yourself because like last night we had with Declan falling asleep at six, it was before 6 p.m. It was like five o'clock uh, to drive home from this birthday party, he fell asleep. So by the time we got home, I put him on the couch and he was still sleeping. Both him and Bobby passed on the couch for like a good hour probably, By the time I like was getting ready to put him into bed and transfer him, he started to wake up but didn't want to go back to bed. So Bobby is like forcing him back to bed. And I'm like, he's not going to go back to bed, but we'll try. I laid down with him and we talked it out. He cried and cried and cried. I just want to watch shows and drink chocolate milk. So... I got him to explain it. He thought it. it was morning. He thought it was yeah, morning time. Yeah, he did. exactly. <laughs> he wanted to relax. He never had his evening relax time with us because that's what we do before bed. We just will sit and watch TV for a little while with dinner and we never did it yesterday. He was missing that time. And I got him to explain that to me once he was done processing that frustration that we kept saying no, but I was alone in it. And so I didn't want to just come out of his room saying, this is what we're doing. It needed to be a family decision. I thought, so I brought him out and I let him hash it out with my husband then. And I I did my best to stop myself from explaining for Declan and just doing it myself and just resolving the issue then. And I spent another half hour of just quiet and him whining because he couldn't figure out how to tell dad what he wanted again. He already told mom. So it was such a different practice for me to not just jump in and be like, this is what we're doing and help let them figure it out together, which they ended up coming to a compromise and the work, it all worked out. But you know, now I'm frustrated. I'm like, I need to get out of this house because nobody wants to listen to me either. And I'm sitting here trying mm. to like, not mm-hmm. jump in and I'm like bent up and like fuming from the inside. I'm like, why can't you just listen to him and do what he says? Or why yeah. can't you just listen to him and give him what he wants? Just or just let him get it out. Out.
0: <laughs> Just stop the words. Stop talking. Just let him be. Is, is there anything you do in those moments to help? Um. Cut, Calm isn't the right word. To help yourself from, to minimise the need to jump in is probably the best way I can describe it. Is there anything you do in those moments to be like, I've just got to step back? Do you try and shut out the noise? Do you try and work out what's going on for you or stop overanalyzing? Is there anything that you've found that works for you? Yeah.
1: Last night was the first time I successfully did it the whole entire thing. Like yeah, but at okay. some point I usually break down. I'm like, you know what? I, I can't handle this thing. Yeah. Yep. But I also awesome. didn't want to walk away. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's rude to to walk away from your child who's trying to explain to another adult what's going on. So I needed to be some kind of a comfort. So I still I just sat there and held him as he was trying to process everything. We we sat as a three, like a couple. As a a family ball of humans, it felt like on the couch, just all huddled together. And I just sat in that space. And that's what I focused on was like, we're all touching. We're all like this. Luckily, it didn't make me touched out, but it was a lot of touching (laughs) I think that was probably where my focus was (laughs) I am suffocated by people being on top of me right now
0: all the touching and then the cat comes in
1: (laughs) um but otherwise I feel like I would leave and go distract myself with maybe going to go do the dishes or preparing a bottle before it needed to be ready because knowing that the answer would have been yes you can have your chocolate milk so I just stayed in that that moment to take in uh, that we were sitting as a family regardless of the bickering that was going on. Yeah. Yep.
0: So Bobby gave you the time to begin with to listen to him.
1: Eh. And, then,
0: and then you gave him the time.
1: It was more so um, Bobby sent Declan to bed. And I stayed with him, and Declan told me what he needed. <laughs> and then we went outside, and Declan told Bobby what he needed. And Bobby and I we'll did try. not we'll communicate try. anything. <laughs> yeah. I just, no. I already, yeah, I was just like, you know what, Declan, you need to tell daddy what you want and mm. mm-hmm. put the responsibility on Declan instead of on me to yeah. share. Yeah. Mm. And it was very weird. Different last night, how we managed it, but so proud of you. I
0: don't
1: know. Mm. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> yep. Yeah. So
0: let's talk about that difference though, because in the past, the different version of ourselves may not have handled it with such wisdom, <laughs> mm. especially postpartum when you do have that. Yeah post postpartum rage okay and take yeah. it out on the uh, on the vacuum cleaner or the, <laughs> smash a plate or two that
1: was um, month three with my anger yeah
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. i know we've touched on it around the outsides and the surface level but do you want to explain a little bit about your postpartum rage and then i'll talk to it as well Ooh. yeah
1: I, I really think the, the postpartum rage, I think is definitely due to hormones and not knowing how to let out anger in a healthy way, for sure, because I was one of those people that let out the anger through punching or slamming or like this outward expression of force behind the anger. Um and it, it really came down a to physical, physical yeah. release. Yeah. And I think yeah. it does come down to being left to do things on my own, whether or not it is honestly true that that self thought that one, it's just easier to do it myself, better to do it myself, or everyone's left me to do it myself. That once you've reached the point where I can't do it myself and you realize that there's no one else to help you do it, it's, that's my, my top blown off then. And that comes in an instant when your hormones are that whacked, it feels like, and there was nowhere else for me to release it, but out through physical at the moment that I knew how to do it. Cause I wasn't aware of what was going on and why. Um, I think understanding the why it was getting to be like that because of the hormone shift helped me figure out different ways to release the anger or not be frustrated by it, I would communicate better, and you know not letting my husband come up behind me and touch me after I just had a really crappy day of breastfeeding the whole day where he was tugging on everything and moving around so much because even just holding an infant while they're learning to move and them not sitting still gets you so touched out and Mm -hmm. i think the biggest one was touch out to bring that anger out because you know middle of doing the dishes and someone has to come over and touch you and stop you from doing what you were doing the interruption of what you're doing with both thought and touch was an instant stimulant for this I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Uh, Which then brought on more rage cleaning of dishes and (laughs) all that fun stuff. So yeah, that's my side of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because you're being touched out and, being overwhelmed by that physical sensation of touch if you like at the same time having this very physical defense or a release or a way of coping which was doing dishes or um you know like that's also quite a physical with your hands tangible thing that you could you could do in those moments to help so you were trying to match this physical with physical in a different way that didn't include anybody else so yeah it's really interesting isn't it yeah to think about um a lot I, of my yeah that's a good yeah yeah a lot of my postpartum rage has been to do with words and my own internal talk or a, perhaps the tone in the way someone has talked to me has been completely misinterpreted and a lot of the rage that i experienced was also probably definitely hormonal but also i if i look back in hindsight with the wisdom now <laughs> a lot of the rage that i experienced was would have been after 9 p.m. at night so after 9 p.m. it's like all of a sudden people are asleep and all of a sudden <laughs> The house is quiet and it gets louder. I have to get louder and my talk isn't subdued with all of the other happenings in the house and the other demands of me. So once I finally got to some quiet time, it's like the volume would be turned up and everything else would explode And all of a sudden I feel like an avalanche of all this stuff that I've been probably suppressing through the day or critically talking about myself through the day about or for weeks even would avalanche me at once and I just erupt very quickly. And again, outwardly expressed through slamming doors or yelling or really getting very angry in those moments as well. And, again, these these are hard conversations to have. This is not something we're proud of to say out loud <laughs> on air, on a podcast, oh, yeah. <laughs> because people will take their own right. interpretations of what we've said and their own experiences and filters and everything else like that. So it, it's hard to say out loud. It's hard to admit those experiences um, of moments that we have definitely had those,
1: that rage. Yeah, it's it's very vulnerable to say out loud your humanness. But yeah, um, do you find yourself still feeling loud at bedtime? now
0: Every time. Every time. Yep. And I can link it again back to my childhood. So my mother had the experience unfortunately, of losing my brother while pregnant with me to SIDS. So bedtime and sleep time was always quite anxious. And I know if I'm in a funk or stuck in a muck, (laughs) if you like, bedtime becomes very stressful, very loud, very easily snap at You don't need another cup of water. You've already brushed your teeth. You've already had a snack. Like coming out 10 times in a row is likely to set me off at times if I'm not careful. Yep. I know that. Mm. Not fun.
1: (laughs) I don't imagine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they so are definitely hard conversations but the reality of it is is that it's going it does i mean it will happen it can happen and to be gentle on yourself and i don't think we were
0: no definitely not
1: and no. i think that's the best we can offer to whoever is listening in on this that mm. what mm-hmm. is it our friend says space and grace um, yeah yeah, just like we do with our toddlers. I mean, our toddlers don't know how to handle their tantrums because they're learning it. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're as old as we are, and we haven't mm-hmm. figured it out either.
0: Yeah, but and, it, it is in those moments. It's like all of a sudden we're three again.
1: <laughs> yep. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. sighs> hmm. I think the thing that's helped me the most with that part and like how learning how to process these tantrums is that remembering that I was born at the same time that my son was born as a mom. And Linda, each time you have a child, you have been reborn also because it's now the first day that you are you since this child has come into this world. So I learned at the same time my child was learning how to deal with my emotions in a completely yeah. brand new way. That's right. Exactly. And the that's the mind blowing part about it is that I, that's why I need to give myself the space and the grace to do it. Because even though I might've known how to process a tantrum before a child, I have no idea how to do that after having a child because I'm a completely different person now.
0: Yep, completely. Yeah. I think that's a great point to end on. <laughs> and I think we need to come back and revisit some of these stories and beliefs and this
1: topic because
0: it's it needs to be said out loud. It
1: does. I think this is super helpful to anybody listening in and I hope it does. And we'd love to know if this has definitely made an impact on you or helped you in processing your own rage or figuring out your own tantrums but <laughs> it's one way we're trying to unstuck our muck today exactly yeah um, well until next week we hope you can unstuck
0: that muck <laughs> bye for now for that.